Thank you for tuning in to the Imperfectly Inspirational Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about seven tips to happiness. You know, we are surrounded by so many things in this life that says, you have to have this, you need to get rid of this, you need to go to this place, or you need to have this type of lifestyle to be happy. Whatever it is, there's so many things telling us what happiness really is. Well, as a Christian, I tell you what, when I'm confused, when I'm trying to figure out my way, I go to the Bible. I see what God says happiness is, what God's word has to say about it. So we're going to dive in today into Psalms 37. Now, I'm not going to read the whole entire thing. I am going to read uh, several verses, and I will pinpoint out what the verses are. I do encourage you to read the whole thing. There's a lot more in it. There's a lot more than the seven tips within this, but for time, I figured we'll find the top seven out of this and go for it there. And once again, I want to tell you at the beginning of this episode, if you do find any uh, great information or you love what you hear, like, follow, and share this episode, and also give us a five-star review if you can. So let's continue in here. Happiness. Let's go into verse 1. Of Psalms 37. It says, Fret not yourselves because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. Well, I'm going to say that the first part of being happy is do not be envious. We know there's a lot of these things that will be in the Ten Commandments, we know. Uh, but envy is something that says, you know, this guy has this, or this is going this way in this person's life, and I really, really wish I had that. I, It's not fair, whatever. Number one, you will never get anywhere with a victim mentality. It will always hold you back from getting to where you need to be. But number two, everybody is at a different season in their life. If you focus on what you have now, and focus on the goals of your future and get ready that that rid of that envious envious out of your life you're going to see the things will move a lot better for you what is the second tip we're going to be in verse 3 for this one is going to be trusting in the lord it says trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness so now this verse here i do have a couple different things to be happy. So as a Christian, trusting in God is one of the biggest things. That should have been the number one thing. But let me tell you, I went by based on where it is in the verses, and that's where we're at. But trust in the Lord is one of the number one things that you can do. Because honestly, when you think that you're trying to solve all these problems, all these things yourself, you realize you don't have the capacity. Trust in God. He's going to give you the ability the know-how to handle all these situations. But what's next in verse 3? It says, dwell in the land, well, it says, and do good, dwell in the land, and befriend faithfulness. Do good. That is number three on our list. Do good and be faithful. Some people have trouble with that. Some people have trouble with both parts of that, being faithful and being good. So what does that mean to be good and be faithful? Well, that means follow the laws, 
be a good human. You see a, an elderly person crossing the street struggling, go help them. Uh, somebody drops something, pick it up for them. You know, that, that kind and generous love that you expect to get from others, make sure you're giving that out into society. And faithful. Well, first off, be faithful to God. Show up to church. Do what you need to do. Be involved. But also show up. Be faithful to your family. Be that father, that mother that you're supposed to be. Be faithful at work. Be that employee that you're supposed to be. There's nothing worse than, number one, there's nothing worse than a bad employee. But I really have seen it too many times, people that want to say that they're Christians and they do not show up to work half the time. They do not pull their load. And you know what? If you're a Christian, you're supposed to be doing your part. You're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be setting that example because we have God on our side, right? So be faithful. And when you're doing those things, you're going to notice that in life, it's going to get a lot easier. And what happens when you have a little bit easier life? You become happier. This next one, I will tell you personally, I have had a lot of struggle without myself. Number four is be patient. You will find that in verse seven. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So wait just wait. Your time is coming. The opportunity is coming. And even if that opportunity doesn't come, well, we can believe that that opportunity wasn't the best situation for you or you were not ready for it. Now, honestly, being patient can help you in so many more ways than just happiness right now. Being patient can help you improve on the quality of your life later on. And being patient can help you enjoy another moment better, or actually the current moment better. So being patient is very important. I don't know uh, how many of you out there have booked a vacation, you know, two months out, and you are sitting there. The second you hit confirm, you're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And then you're living your life waiting on that three or four days to happen. That three or four days comes and goes, and you enjoyed it, but all those days leading up were a blur. So really slowing down, taking a moment to just enjoy where you're at, take all of that in, because remember, we only have one time around. Enjoy every moment that you can, because... I honestly feel like myself personally that I woke up one day from a nap being a kid and all of a sudden I'm in my mid thirties. So time flies, use it wisely, be patient for those next things and just live your life to the fullest in the moment. Next number five, and we're going to find this one in verse eight. And it says, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. If it is in your heart, it is going to come out. If you have anger in your heart, it is going to come out. So we need to do our best to find ways to get that anger to go away. And most of the time, the reason we're so angry, it is because of something that we're lacking in our life. 
whether it be we're lacking uh, resources to pay the bills, we're lacking happiness with our spouse. And honestly, normally it's something that is your own fault. So finding the root of where that anger is coming from is honestly a good idea. Like I said, talk to a therapist. Yeah, that's the best idea if you really have anger issues. But overall, try not to let little moments get at you. And the more that you refrain from letting those little moments get at you over time, you're going to start to feel better. One of my biggest things was driving. I am kind of nasty on the road sometimes. I get a little hot-headed when somebody drives. Uh, we use the term stupid. When they drive stupid, it's drives me insane. But I'm learning, and that's one of my big anger areas to control. And the more that I've learned to just go into number four, be patient, the more that I've learned to be patient and, and deal with things, I've honestly became a lot happier on the roads over time. And wrath. We don't want to be, we'll say wrath and vengeance is kind of the same thing. Don't lash out. Don't try to get back at somebody because they did something to you. At the end of the day, what's going to happen is there's now going to be two people hurt. And depending on what you do, you could mess up your life. And is that worth it? It is not. So let's refrain from anger and wrath. And we're going to see our lives change in a lot better way. Tip number six is be generous and giving. And we are going to find that in verse 21. It says, The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. If you've listened to any type of inspirational speaking or any type of anything in your life, you have heard that it is better to be a giver than a taker. Now, listen, I like having stuff given to me. It is nice. I don't mind it at all. But I always feel better at the end of the day if I did something to make somebody's life better. Whether it be giving of your finances. And honestly, that, that generous doesn't always mean financial. Some people say give generously. Well, in some cases, it is financial. Yes, you have been blessed with the opportunity to receive and to pay your bills and to do help those who came. That is our God-given duty. That is what we are supposed to do. But also, there may be some people who cannot give generously with their finances, but they may have the ample time to go and volunteer at a soup kitchen, volunteer helping their elderly neighbor mow the grass or something like that. There's many aspects of giving, and the more that you go out and make a difference in somebody's life, you're going to find that true happiness kind of deep within your soul, That and really it's a fulfilling happiness. Uh, let's move on to the last one there. Number seven, use wisdom. And we find that in verse 30. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom and his tongue speaks justice. There's a lot of ways that you could, you know, take that verse. There's a lot of ways that it could be interpreted or depending on the situation that you're talking with. But I, I honestly feel in this situation it is don't talk about other people. Don't slander. Don't talk about stupid ridiculousness. When you're speaking, make sure it is a speech that is helpful. Make sure that it is a speech that is bringing 
justice to somebody. So, for example, uh, don't be the gossiping Betty uh, in the backseat of the pew. Hey, did you see so-and-so? They did this. Be the voice of reason in situations. There is no need to be speaking foolishness, belittling people. At the end of the day, it continues to make your heart harder. So to recap, what are the seven ways that the Bible says can bring you happiness? These are some seven tips. There's more in that passage of Psalms 37, but this is what we got as a rundown. Number one, do not be envious. Two, trust in the Lord. Three, do good and be faithful. Four, be patient. Five, refrain from anger and wrath. Six, be generous and giving. Seven, speak with wisdom and justice. I want to leave you all with this verse right here, verses 25 and 26. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. Folks, I've seen it myself. Following in the footsteps of what God says to do and following his plan will bring you the most happiness, continuing happiness in your life than any million-dollar mansion, any $20,000 watch, or whatever it may be. Those things can bring temporary happiness. But if you're looking for that lasting happiness, that opportunity that says, you know what, this this joy is never going to leave me because I'm following this path that God said. I encourage you, read that chapter. Pray to God and say, God, help me develop these things in my life. Because you will find at that moment what true everlasting happiness is. And especially if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, hey, send me a message. I'll be happy to, to pray with you or, or do whatever it, it takes. But if you did like this, I encourage you to again, like, follow, and share this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week.